Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the How to Lead podcast, helping you develop yourself and those around you. I'm Adam. I'm here with Clay. We haven't gone to the mailbag in a long time, Clay. Um, and and can, Adam, that's not because yeah. there's not mail there, you know? No, there's, there's mail. stuff there. We get mail. <laughs> we get all kinds of mail. I, now my that kids, I mean, now that Bed Bath and kid, Beyond is gone, I don't get that twenty percent off coupon anymore. Don't get that. But there's there's mail. My kids love getting mail. It's a, our our, our six year old Wit ran in the house this morning, and he he had been outside like he's been playing with leaves in our yard a lot. He brings the mail and says he's like, "Hey, Dad, we got some free mail," and then he puts <laughs> it on the counter. Which I'm like, well, I mean, I guess yeah. it's all free in it's a way. Free. Some of it well, has somebody's bills. It's not it. free, but yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, anyway, we got right, an email. You can always email us at info at howtolead.work, info at howtolead.work. That's, that's, uh, we got an email from a longtime listener. The name will be changed to protect the innocent, but let me, oh, let like me it. just read a little bit of this. So have a question for the How to Lead podcast, and here it is. The big question was this, and then there's some more info under it, but the question was, what should I do when I'm a better leader than my bosses? Now, they went on to say, I know how arrogant that sounds, but stay with me. What I'm not saying is I think I could do a better job as the president or CEO of this company. I don't think this is about authority. Uh, I don't need more authority. My issue is, and they said they've learned a lot from us, that I've spent a lot of time focusing on leading myself and improving my oasis of excellence, my, my sphere of influence. And I'm frustrated to see that those above me are not doing the same thing. I have plenty of day-to-day challenges, but outside of my sphere, I'm not, I'm not being led and I don't know what to do about that. And so I love this question. I love how honest they were and a little raw because yeah. I, I, I love that they started with that question of what do, when I think I'm better and really what it got down to is not necessarily that they think they're better, but what do you do in some of these situations where maybe you feel like you know more or the way you're leading your team, you you wish your boss would lead you that way. And, um, I have felt I, this. That was one of the first things I thought oh, that's was, what I was like, ask you. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was like, surely you have, I mean, I, I relate so deeply to this. You yes, do too. Absolutely. I remember doing an internship here in Dallas with, uh, with a church and one of the, maybe one of the bigger workplace conflicts I ever got in was me essentially approaching my boss with this. I think I'm better. And, but, but yet I don't, I, uh, I mean, I look back on it now and go, man, that's what the twenties are for, right. Is to say a bunch of dumb stuff like that and get your teeth kicked in. My boss was so gracious and he was so right. And I was so wrong. Uh, but Mm. it really wasn't that I just didn't have any other words to put on it. And really that's where I identify with this because I think what it really boiled down to was uh, I'm not feeling heard and I wish I got Mm. more time with you. And that, Mm. that Mm. was really what I wanted Mm. to say. I put it under this. Oh, I've read a bunch of books on leadership. And so I think I know good leaders spend time and make sure people feel heard. And I just, I said it all the wrong way, but my heart was really, I think, where, uh, where this listener was. And, and we're all tempted to conflate knowing about leadership with being a good leader, right? Yes. One of the biggest risks I think of being a student of leadership is confusing your knowledge with wisdom and experience. Uh, Mm. Just because you know, you've listened to a lot of podcasts, read a lot of books, been to a lot of conferences. I, I, one of my, one of the, like, uh, you you and I have talked about this. If we could go back and graduate from college again, what would we do over? I absolutely would do over being a student of leadership. It has added more value to my life than I can even calculate. 
And it's also made me feel uh, at times arrogant, at times like a know-it-all, at times like uh, I am God's gift to the world with some of this stuff. And there is a, the older I get, I realize there is a massive, massive difference between knowing about leading and actually leading. The, the transfer from mm. the head to action is painfully slow mm. for a lot of people. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I can, I can identify with it and also just go, yeah, there's a, there's a difference there sometimes knowing than doing. Uh, and I would also say uh, your example is great because you're like, hey, there was a time where I knew a lot and thought I was and my boss handled it really well. And the truth was I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was. So so this is um, this is not <laughs> this is, is when I thought it was in my head. I'm like, is that, am I trying to one up, Adam? I don't think I'm trying to one up you, but I'm trying to find a different cat. Here's another category. Yeah, because I want it to this to this caller, this longtime listener, first time caller you might actually be a better leader. There you like go. There is, so, so Adam's story is, hey, there was a time where I was working for someone I thought I was and you know they, they were so gracious and whatever. But And I'm sure there were times, Adam, in your life where you thought that and you actually were. Mm-hmm. I, I had this scenario where I was working for someone and I was like, oh my God, like I, I think I'm a better leader. And I think it was probably maybe five or six years later that person was working for me. That person was reporting mm-hmm. to me. So in a sense, I felt like, see, I I was trying to tell you all I was, I knew I was, you know, but I would also say to the, to this, to this amazing uh, email we got from this wonderful caller, I, it makes me very nervous. I am nervous for you. I'm concerned for you. I've had two coaching calls over the last three months where I, I asked, I was so excited to get to this topic because I asked that very question. I had to say, they're telling me about their boss, the relationship, the situation. And I had to say, hey, let me just ask you. I just want to know, no judgment, but I just need to, like, I want to put this in proper yep. context. Do you think you're a better leader than your boss? And in one, in one case, the person said, yes, I actually do. And in the other case, the person said, well, the way he said it, I thought was so great. He said, I don't know if I am a better leader, but I think I am currently leading better than my boss. Okay. Which yeah. I thought that was, yeah, e- either way though, I was like, okay, this is really important because let me tell you why I'm nervous about it. If your boss senses that you think you're a better leader than he is or she is, it's going to be hard to have a good relationship with it that really person, is. Yeah. right? Yeah. It's hard to have a good relationship with someone who sees you as either inferior or less talented or uh, and particularly when there's a power differential. And so yeah. I would, it makes me nervous. It does. And and that's rightly so. And the reason why it's going to cause that tension is because human beings are excellent at picking up on somebody's intent. We uh, are so good at it. Yes. And yes. if you have this buried deep in your heart where you think you're better, you may think that you're faking it and that you can act well, but I'm telling you, unless you are Ryan Gosling and a professional <laughs> actor, <laughs> right. you probably suck at it. And um, exactly my guess right. is no professional actors listen to this. So that is coming out. It's coming out yep. in in subtle, I, the, like in subtle uh, nonverbals. Yep, body and language. And so, uh, so let's just give a little bit of a framework here. Yeah, let's on put this some handles on it. Some handles on this. Just three things to consider if you... Uh, like we have and like this great uh, listener uh, talked about they're dealing with right now. So Clay, right out the bat, it's a weird word to talk about in professional settings, yeah. but I think it's the right word and and it's the word grace. We need to have some grace here. So uh, so say more about that. Okay. Yeah. I would say number one, give grace to your boss. Why? Okay. Because 
I have been in plenty of positions where I thought my boss's job was easier than mine and I was more skilled or able to do it. And then <clears throat> I, I experienced a few promotions where then I'm, I'm, I'm now in my boss's job and every single time I go, oh, this was harder than I thought. Yep. There were aspects of this job that I was unaware of because I, 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 I couldn't have been. I couldn't see it. You see, you know, I, I love the, you know, Frank Blake, servant leadership, talks about flipping the org chart, right? But let's flip it right side up, not like servant leadership, and think about the org chart the way that it's typically designed. If you think about elevation on an org chart, where you are on that org chart determines typically how you see. And when you're in an entry level, you know, lower level position, you can, your, your view is limited. The higher you get, the more you can see and the more responsibility, responsibility, but also uh, burden of and complexity of the job because yep. of how much more difficult it gets as you rise up the org chart. So yeah. I would just say as much as you can, you got to believe that you got to convince yourself of that, that it might look like the job's easy and how in the world is she so terrible at it? But the truth is it's more complex than you think it is. And maybe that'll allow you to give some grace to your boss. That's right. I had the exact same experience. Every step up that ladder, so to speak, there's a new perspective and my boss's job and their behavior made a ton of sense. Once I finally got to actually be standing uh, in their shoes and where he or she was in that moment, you know what this is reminding me of? I'm going to butcher the quote, but but any fans of Hamilton will remember there was some line where George Washington and I forget who he was talking to, but basically said like winning an election is easy, leading people is hard, Ooh. and it's it that's just the way it is. Like like. Uh, the more responsibility and the more people that you're responsible for leading, the more complex and difficult things are. And in these frameworks and all that stuff, they are helpful guides. The knowledge is helpful, but people are incredibly complex. And so the job is incredibly, incredibly difficult. So leadership is simple, but simple is hard. And uh, leading people is always more difficult than talking about <laughs> leading people. So I think we can give grace uh, there. I like your second point here that is a good handle hold on this, which is asking yourself a question. And so talk about what that question is and why you believe this is a helpful question. Yeah, this 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 is uh, practical for me. This helped me get some breakthrough with a boss that I I not only I thought I was a better leader <laughs> than this boss and. Um, Eventually, this person did work for me. I felt like, okay, um, I think I could lead this better. And, and, yeah. and then I got the opportunity to actually see if I could. So I would say asking yourself the question, why do I need this person? Hmm. Why do I need this boss? I think it's really important to recognize that whether you think you should be or not, you are where you are. Now, my this is where my the grid of my faith or the perspective of my faith comes into play. I believe deeply that God created authority structures. That was his idea. That wasn't just a human construct. That that is a there's something bigger than us about authority structures. And yeah. I believe that God somehow has a role to play in putting people in positions of authority. And so that that helps me to know, okay, if I'm if I, you know, my boss is my boss and how whoever thought that was a good idea, someone did. I personally believe that somehow God had a role to play in that. 
And so when I, when I get there, I go, okay, well then I'm in the role that I'm in for a reason. So there's something that I can learn. I might, I might be a better leader. That might actually be true, but I, I am where I am. And so in this season, there's something that I need to learn, or I have an opportunity to learn from this boss. Mm-hmm. And when you can find that, it will help you, um, get rid of that feeling that you just talked about that they probably already feel. That's that if right. You think you're better. They're probably going to know it. But That's if right. you think you need them, they will also feel that. And people love, they don't love needy people, No. Nope. but we love feeling needed by people. That's right. It is so great. You and I, there's a mutuality to our relationship, but I even a minute ago, you were writing down some times and I was like, oh my gosh, I am so grateful that Adam not only hosts this thing, but is like managing some of the (laughs) finer details of this podcast. I need him because that is not something that I am um, gifted at doing. They're needing each other in a mutual relationship is just really, really important. So for me, this is really silly, but what I've identified that I needed, the person that I worked for was um, really, really had some really good personal health uh, physically um, with his family. Yeah. And I even had to decide then, okay, um, maybe why I'm in this spot right now is I need to learn some things about personal health from this person. That's right. So while I'm in the spot I'm in, I may as well learn that I, I really need this person right now. That's good. Yes, it is. That I was surprised when you said, I think that's the right question to ask because it was like, interesting. But as I hear you talk about it, I'm like, no, that's it. That, that is exactly it. That's, that's how to take whatever difficulty you're in and turn it into an opportunity and to be that realistic optimist with all of this to just go, listen, the last thing I have to worry about is wasting my life. None of this is going to be wasted. So I can learn something from anything uh, in any and every situation. When you can change that intent, towards your authority, they probably what's going to happen is you're going to get back from that person everything that you've been wanting in that moment. Mm. And so I, what I would say to somebody that's lower on the org chart is uh, uh, John Cox used to say it this way, you need to take responsibility for your relationship with your boss. Oh, good. Uh, do, here's another way to say it. Do not wait to be pursued. Just do the pursuing. Just do it. Yep. Just just yep. reach out to them, ask them, see what you can do to help. That will that comes across, especially if your boss is older than you. Uh, what yeah, older people, right. one of their biggest fears with younger people is this younger person is does not respect me. And older people, generally speaking, and I think I'm speaking for both men and women here, want to feel respected. And yep. so if you can do things to feel respected and garner that favor. I mean, I tell this to my boys right now. I'm like, boys, if you want to win with older people, here's what you need to do. You need to look them in the eyes. You need to say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Laugh at their jokes. Ask them (laughs) questions. I'm telling you, you do those four things because here's what older people love to do. They love to give gifts. They love to share. They love to give things. And I think that is a, that is a life hack for winning in organizations. It's just be, be a respectful person and understand I need this boss. There's something I can learn here. And if nothing else, I'm going to learn how to win with every single person I ever uh, encounter. And you're probably going to get some things out of that that you've been looking for. So I like that. So be gracious. Why do you need your boss? And then I think, you know, this is the appropriate part of this conversation as well. It's just, uh, it's just knowing when to move on. Right. And so that's probably our third, our third idea here. So uh, how how do you think through that? I would say it, um, move on. when you've learned all you can learn, right? That if you see this as, 
hey, this is not about my power. This is not about authority. This is not about, you know, what they're paying me. This, this is a season of learning. That's what's going to help me most in my life yeah. is have I learned everything that I can learn? And I think, I think asking or, or uh, saying it that way will keep you from moving on too quickly, right? Because the tendency is going to be is uh, they don't see all that I can do. They're not giving me a shot. I need to move on, right? Which that may be true. You might need to move on. I don't want you to move on too quickly, though. Don't mm-hmm. the future you doesn't want you to move on too quickly. Learn what you need to learn. But if you've been there, you know, a couple of years, and you work for the same boss, and you feel like, man, this is not. Um, I think I'm a better leader than this person, and they're not seeing it. They're not recognizing, it, and I'm not getting the opportunity. Yeah, certainly move on. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I would say in general, people stay in jobs too long. Yeah. I think that this younger generation gets criticized for bouncing around a lot. I would say in most people's cases, they regret staying as long as they stayed because they felt like I was just kind of treading water. I knew that I was not in a winning situation and I stayed too long. So <laughs> I don't want you to stay too, I don't want you to leave too early. I don't want, I don't want you to stay too long and knowing that, Hey, at some point, if uh, I think Bill Walsh, the coach of the 49ers said, um, if you want to be a head coach, go be a head coach. Mm-hmm. He would tell this to his staff, which I thought that was good advice. Hey, I'm not ready to go do anything different. And if you want to be one, go, the best thing you can do is to go be one. Go be one. If you want yeah. to lead a team, the best thing you can do is to go lead a team. And there are opportunities for you to do that. And so you might you might need to move on. And that yep. seems, I don't know, I hope that doesn't seem cold or No, here's what I love because this is, this is a secret of leadership is that leadership is about initiative. And so you cannot wait for somebody to give you uh, more leadership. And in some ways like that. So if you feel like you're being held back, come on, put your money where your mouth is. Go, go get it. Go after it. Uh, You know, there's only so many positions at your at your uh, current uh, organization or your current business right now. And you can figure out a scenario where you get let's go. Let's see. Yep. Are you going to put action there, or is it just a bunch of knowledge with all this? Now, I'm yep. not talking specifically to uh, the yeah, person the, that wrote this, us this email right, right now, but right. I'm just saying in general, when we think about that, I I think that is, I, you know, for me because I've I've left, you know, changed my career three times, uh, and the two times I left, lucrative, like well-paying, uh, respected roles, moving up in the organization. Organ, I was lucky that organizations didn't want me to leave when I left. And some of the things for me that were the clue that I had, I had moved on was just that, w- what are you thinking about when you lay in bed at night? Like, what are, are you dreaming more about what you can do next at the current place? Or are you dreaming more about what could be next somewhere else? And that's just kind of a clue that maybe it's the time uh, to move on from all that. You feel like your wings are clipped a little bit or you're just ready to go play. Listen, this, this is a big world with a lot of organizations. Go play. Leaders are needed everywhere. And so yep. I like what Bill Walsh is saying there. With that, Let, let's right before we wrap up though. Let's let's talk to one other group because right there we talk to employees and very specifically employees that are maybe earlier in their career or just got their first promotion. Let's talk to those bosses, senior directors, executives right now, because I think what this email where they can learn from this is just do not ever uh, underestimate the power of you giving somebody one-on-one attention and doing something that falls under that umbrella of developing somebody else. Because again, if I'm going to parse and really nitpick at what this email, what this, what this listener was saying is I wish my boss would pursue me more and develop mm. me more. And, uh, Gallup has done the studies. It's out there. We know this is true. The next generation wants a coach, not a boss. 
and they want to be developed. Coaches yeah, are in, and they want to be developed. They're not looking for job satisfaction. So what this means for senior leaders right now is you get so much credit for all of those development conversations, all of those things that you do when you bring people like Clay and I into your into your company to to do some professional development. All of that is a win for you. You you get to say that was one thing I did to develop you. So when the person does sit in your office and say, I'm resigning because you never developed me, you can go, whoa, 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 whoa. This conversation, this conversation, that person, this coaching opportunity, whatever it is. Um, and so I know it feels important and not urgent, but uh, I want to move this into urgency for you and just go the small little things that you do, they add up and they matter. I know there's a lot of pressure as the boss, right? Because you're feeling, you know, the, I'm sure bosses are hearing this going, oh, that, that employee has no clue all that I'm doing. We already said it. The boss's yep. job is harder than you think it is. But we got to remember that squeeze that always happens where the boss, you know, when it comes to results and relationships, what does the boss want? The boss wants results. Like if I'll give you a relationship, but I need you to hit the number, right? Yeah. But yeah. what does the employee want? More than results, the employee wants a relationship with the yeah, boss. Yeah. And so you, you're going into this relationship, you're going into this contract with two people wanting two different things. And so you got to know that coming into it, bosses. You got to know this employee wants a relationship from me and with me. And so just doing everything you can do, as you said, Adam, and, and particularly those of you that are wired for you just kind of lean more toward results. I mean, I've talked to so many great leaders that they know that about themselves. And so therefore they have systematized relationships. That's good. That's they've good. had to put it on the calendar. They've had to reserve the first 10 minutes of the one-on-one. There are ways that you can systematize this and you have to, if you mm. want to keep great people, because the it. person that works for you, however they're wired, they want they want some kind of relationship with you. And it just, um, it's amazing how it is not hard to do it, but you got to do it. And if you don't, they will leave. They will. There it is. Okay. Well, we love getting emails like this. So again, info at howtolead.work, info at howtolead.work. That's the way that you can send us your questions. We answer all emails. Uh, not all of them make it to the airwaves like this one did. But uh, but we'd love to hear your questions nonetheless, and we will try to try to uh, to we'll, we'll certainly respond and get back in touch with you. So Clay, as always, great to be with your friend. We'll talk next week. All right, see you, Adam. Thanks. Well, that's all we got for today's episode of the How to Lead podcast. You can always reach out to us via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. Every episode is mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.